Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Thank you so much for joining me again for another episode of the podcast and happy Wednesday to you. I hope that you are having a fantastic day today and if your day is just getting going, well, I hope that it's going to be pretty great, you know, and you know what makes a day really great? Just going into it, believing that it's going to be great and despite anything, that'll come against you or things that'll go wrong because, you know, we have to learn to flex and just adjust as needed. But despite any of those things happening, I just hope that you continue to push through your day and know that it can end up being a positive day, even if it starts off bad, gets bad in the middle, but it can turn around. And so I hope you have a great day. And then if you're in the middle of your day or towards the end of your day, I hope that it was a good day and that you got a lot of things done and you feel accomplished and you feel happy and you feel just great just great and as I always say if you're having a bad day and it's going really terribly then take your five minutes to reset take five minutes of your time to be alone regain your peace self-control you know take some time to really think about things that you are grateful for things that will humble you things that will help you to realize that um, what is happening is probably not the worst thing to happen and no no I'm not diminishing anyone's feelings I just want you to think about that think about it, I think it'll help you to not overreact. Please go through your emotions. Think through everything you're feeling. You know, be self-aware and so that you can understand how you're feeling and how you got there and then how you can recover and move through it and move on. And so you can also take some time to problem solve, come back to baseline, you know, just, just start over for the day, for the hour, for whatever it is. And then be able to move on and please make sure that you walk away feeling at least neutral about the rest of the day not wanting to throw the rest of the day away and not being super negative or angry about everything because a few bad things happened then maybe really bad things happened you know maybe really bad things happened i understand i get that but try to come away at least feeling neutral at least feeling hopeful about something and knowing that tomorrow can be an even better day so again happy wednesday this week just a reminder we are talking about habits for happiness and today, Wednesday, we are talking about practice empathy and gratitude. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. I know I always talk about gratitude, but it's something we should be highlighting all the time. Allowing gratitude into your life is one of the best ways to invite more happiness into your life. Being thankful for what you have and for those in your life is really comforting and fulfilling. And I do talk about gratitude a lot. I talk about it a lot because it's something that can really humble our hearts something that can really, you know, change our mood, change our mindset, change our thinking right away and help us to, you know, readjust, deflect, to figure out what we actually need to be worrying about, what we actually need to be doing to fix the problem and not just sitting in the problem, soaking it up, wallowing, you know what I mean? And when we are on a journey to create and cultivate more happiness in our life, I believe that if we continue to invite gratitude and humble ourselves on the regular, then we can find happiness because part of gratitude is thinking about all the things that you are super grateful for and those things generally make you happy. You know, they make you content. They make you feel really good about your life. So let's talk about some easy ways to practice gratitude. Start with a gratitude journal or just a place where you list at least four things, big or small, that you are grateful for each day. And I am not a big 
um, journaling person myself. I know that it works for so many people and that's absolutely great. That's great. And that's why I talk about it. You know, I am not here to talk about only the things that work for me. I'm here to share my knowledge and research with you of what helps the best among an average amount of people in the community, you know? And so that's why I'm telling you, journaling doesn't necessarily work for me, but I know that it works for a lot of people and maybe you'll find that it's a good fit for you. I encourage you to try everything, you know, at least once, but I really suggest twice because sometimes we don't give the first effort enough effort. You know what I mean? We're only doing it out of obligation, out of um, just putting on a facade, telling people we tried it, not really actually trying so I encourage you to try it, um, see if it's, it'll fit for you. I kind of do a little bit of journaling, but it's more of like writing down notes, thoughts, feelings in my like little planner. And because my planner has a spot where I ask you like questions like, what's your mood and what did you learn today? What was your biggest like accomplishment? What was your biggest challenge? You know, those kind of things. And it has a free space and I usually use that free space to take notes or write ideas down or talk about what I'm going through or, you know, even problem solving ideas I have. That is my version of journaling. But in regards to writing a small list of things that you're grateful for, I still do that. I do that because it's so helpful to be able to reflect back on that list because if there ever comes a day, where well, there hasn't yet, but I'm not saying that there wouldn't be, a day where I can't think about something that I haven't already mentioned that I'm grateful for, then I can go back and flip through and I can give you some inspiration or maybe I just want to be thankful for something else again. There's no crime in that. I'm not saying that Every single time you write a gratitude list, it has to be completely new, inspired words or things or material, you know? You can reuse some stuff because maybe you were just super, super, super grateful for several things in your life. But I encourage you when you do write that gratitude list, make sure it's a combination of big, small, medium things, things that you wouldn't necessarily think that you're grateful for, like being able to have the money to pay for your cell phone bill, being able to have the ability to upgrade your cell phone bill or upgrade your cell phone whenever you want and not being a big deal. You know, maybe you're a creator and you're grateful that you were able to come up with the money to be able to buy a microphone if you do a podcast or buy a ring light if you do videos, whatever it may be. Maybe you're super grateful for the computer that you have that you use to create your content. Maybe you're grateful that you're able to pay for your Adobe uh, subscription to aid in your content creation, whatever it may be. Or Maybe you're into fashion and you're grateful that people are sending you um, gifted items so that you're able to really enjoy those and share those with people. Like whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You know, it can be some superficial things. It can be some really, really deep things. Like you're grateful for the counselor that you go to for mental health. You're grateful for your parents. You're grateful for um, maybe you got something donated like blood or an organ or something like that, you know? It can be big and small. I mean, I don't really think I need to talk anymore about making a gratitude list and what it should have, but those are just some ideas to get you started. So try to do that every single day. It doesn't even take that long. You can even just do it on your phone. I'm not saying you have to physically write it out. So spend more time with loved ones and those important in your life. Make intentional time for those closest to you. Remind them how much you care about them and continue to cherish the moments you get to grow closer. Now, this is something that I definitely have trouble with because the way that I grew up was not very family oriented, if you want to say it in a way like that. I was raised in a broken home and I know that sounds super cliche. I get that, but I really was. You know, my mother 
um, had six kids, including me. And then I also have another sibling outside of that. And, you know, my parents weren't married and my mom used drugs and was a drug dealer. My dad, you know, he had his own issues. He was very abusive and mean and cold-hearted and you know, he was struggling with his own demons as well because my mom definitely did not set him up for success in certain ways, but he was, he is a smart man, you know, and it's hard. It's hard for me to engage with my family, like my siblings, even though they're only half siblings, I still try to keep in contact with them as much as possible because that is the interaction with my side of the family that I quite enjoy. Um, and I do try to make those moments intentional, you know, despite the fact that we're not as close as I wish we were, cause I kind of feel like I'm in an island cause I am my father's only child, um, to my mother. That sounds really crazy. I know. And it's really tough because I want to like find that connection. But then on my husband's side, you know, my husband has a brother and then his brother has a wife, several kids. They're great. I try to spend time with them, his parents, you know, try to spend time with them and those are the loved ones that I am making time for in my life and our friends we have a couple dear friends that we love to spend time with you can just sit around and chat chat so those those are the people that I'm spending time with and I wanted to tell you that story because I want you to know that if you grew up in the same kind of situation where your family was broken up and it was it's not the ideal family and it's still not the ideal family and it's something that's really tough for you to think about like for me it's really just challenging to think about even having a family and maybe you're not married or you're not um you know with someone that has a family that you're close to I want you to know that your friends can be your family absolutely you know it doesn't have to be blood related at all whatsoever so whomever in your life that you consider to be a loved one someone that you care about make that intentional time spend time with them get to know them even more even if you feel like you already know them so much I'm sure there is something new you can learn, or maybe you guys can learn something together. So I just encourage you, take the time to spend with people you love and care about. One of the most known ways of practicing gratitude is to volunteer with any special skills you have or simply your time. You know, helping others is so fulfilling and will help to humble you when helping those that have less than you. Making an impact in your local community can better your perspective on life and give you a sense of contentment, you know, and I love volunteering. You know, I started out volunteering um, with my church and um, as an adult, I would say I, you know, when I was growing up, I would volunteer like at school and in my church as well, but I love volunteering at church. It's fun. And then my daughter got school I started volunteering with Girl Scouts and that was hit or miss it was fine it was just good to get out and help people with their organizations and there are many other things that I want to help with that I want to do um, especially once COVID is over and anything I can to spend my time helping people who need it you know um, I definitely done that kind of stuff in hospitals too you know when you go visit people that are lonely, um, but yeah, or like giving blood, that is definitely a great thing to do to show gratitude, you know, and picking up garbage, you know, um, recycling, helping out, just helping out going to um, like donation places for 
uh, food or going to adoption centers for pets, all these kind of things. Or um, again, at church, I know that my church does um, a Christmas thing every year where we donate gifts depending upon the ages of the children and then families come in and shop and you can help them shop and, you know, spend time with them, wrap their gifts for them make it a whole special thing. So I would say that whatever you are super interested in and feel like you can give your time and genuinely feel, you know, happy to do so that you find that opportunity. And I know that opportunity right now is really tough. It's really tough because if you're still in quarantine, you know, if you're forced to stay home still, that's going to be hard, but I'm sure there's some sort of way that you can reach out and ask people online if they need things. You know, I know that um, it was really tough for new moms to gather supplies that were needed because in the beginning of quarantine people would clear out the stores and so being able to donate back things that you need or I know in my own community there were a couple people that um, were older and unable to leave their homes and so people would um, go uh, get lists from them and then go purchase their groceries for them and stuff and bring them meals so that they didn't have to leave their home and be exposed to the virus and those kind of things so I just want you to know that there are so many different ways that you can volunteer your time even now and more so afterwards, after everything's open again, so that you can get back. And it is so fulfilling because you're helping your community directly. You're helping people and you're just, you're being totally selfless and just putting yourself out there. And I think that is amazing. And it's fun. It's super enjoyable. So I would try that if you haven't experienced that. Um, even just saying thank you more will help you practice gratitude out loud and everyone loves to hear that type of appreciation you know I feel like a thank you or please goes so far so I would encourage you anytime you encounter someone and it's appropriate to say those things that you do say them they're not old things to say (laughs) they are not things that people should assume that you mean you should say what you need to say do not assume people understand what you mean just say it it's so amazing to hear Now, let's talk about empathy. It's so important to be fully empathetic when someone needs us. And being empathetic means or needs to be a selfless act. Again, once again. (laughs) Because showing gratitude to other people should be selfless as well. Um, Some great empathetic skills to have are, first off, practice being an active listener. Do not underestimate the power of just sitting with someone and fully listening to someone without having your own inner dialogue going on. This also includes not interrupting, and I definitely want to talk more about active listening, and I believe I have in some earlier episodes of the podcast, but active listening is so important, you know, and people think that listening is listening, but there's a difference between listening, hearing what they're saying, and but then already creating response in your mind to active listening, which is you are actively listening to everything that they're saying so that you understand the inflection, you understand the facial expressions that they're making, you understand any sort of bodily gestures that go with that. You're listening and watching everything. And you're not forming your response in your mind already. You know, you're not interrupting them to be like, oh, let me get my thought out first. No, you are just fully listening, understanding them, being able to process what they're saying. Take a beat. You don't need to respond right away if a response is needed. You need to just listen, absorb, really think about what you're going to say in response. And it just makes it seem like you're, you're more authentic. You're truly trying to understand what the other person is saying. So don't underestimate the power of just sitting there and just sitting with someone and just listening to them. 
just letting them speak. And make sure you're treating the other person with kindness, not pity or sympathy. You know, sympathy, a lot of people think it's necessary. And I think sympathy can be helpful in certain situations. But I also believe that when you are called to be empathetic with someone that is going through it, you just need to be kind. You need to show them kindness and love, not pity. You know, don't be like, oh no, you, or like, oh yeah, I've gone through the same thing. No, just be kind. Tell them you love them and you care about them. Ask them what you can do. Sometimes that's inappropriate, but you have to fill out that kind of situation. But always be kind. Remember to always be kind. And if given the chance, ask more follow-up questions that allow your friend to open up more. You know, like I said, like sometimes it's not going to feel appropriate to ask follow-up questions or to ask them what you can do for them because sometimes they won't know. And sometimes that is so overwhelming. So you got to gotta read the room, you know, you got to, you know, try it a little bit. Maybe you ask them, hey, do you mind if I ask you some additional questions? They can say yes or no. Or, hey, do you mind if I ask you about what I can do for you? And then maybe they'll be like, no, not yet. Or no, not right now. And just respect that. That's totally fine. It's not them dissing you or disrespecting you or thinking that you can't help them. But they just need time to process. And maybe they don't know. And maybe they don't want to tell you they don't know yet. They're just not ready. And that's okay. Um, one of the most important things to remember is to not minimize their feelings. And I talk about this all the time. And I've been talking about it a lot at the top of my show when I talk about being able to move on from whatever bad day you're having. And I find that's very important to point it out. You know, don't say things like it's not that bad or it could be worse. On top of this, do not offer unsolicited advice. If they want advice, they'll ask for it. And sometimes people just want you to listen and not wanting a fix for their problem. I find that this is a really big problem with, I hate to say it, um, I'll just say it this way, with your spouse, with your partner. For me, it's my husband. It can be really tough um, when you tell someone a problem that you're going through and they immediately want to fix it. But I'm here to tell you that a fix is not always necessary. Sometimes people just want to tell you what's going on, how they're getting through it or how they're not getting through it. And you just need to sit and listen. Don't feel obligated that you need to fix them. That is not what they're coming for you, coming to you for. And if they are, they will ask you. And if you're feeling a little unsure, maybe insecure about the whole thing, just maybe be like, you know, do you do you want advice? Do you need advice? They'll tell you yes or no. And don't try to manipulate them into saying yes. Just simply ask it like, do you feel like getting some advice on how to fix this? Maybe they'll say not right now or not today or no thank you or yes or give me some ideas of what you think, you know? And you got to make sure that you say it in a nice way with kindness and love and not judging. But yes, please remember not to minimize anyone's feelings. You know, don't say it's not that bad. It could be worse that, oh, don't worry about it or so-and-so had it worse. Like, that's not helpful. How is that helpful? And I understand that some people might think that they're encouraging people to look on the bright side, you know, uh, think more positively. And I say that a lot and I encourage people to think more positively. But you got to understand that when someone is in the thick of whatever they're going through, that is not what they want to do, you know? There will be a time and a place for that, okay? It's okay to let them feel what they're feeling. There will be a time for encouraging them to look on the bright side. They're really well, and it just might not be this time. 
not when things are just now bursting open or even when it's been a little bit, you know? Just ask them, hey, you know, are you having trouble thinking positively? Is there a way for me to help you with that? Can I offer some encouragement and some inspiration and motivation? Ask them if they are ready for that. And I know that there always comes a time where an intervention might need to be made if they continue to wallow in whatever's going on. That's different. You still don't want to use those phrases. You want to find something that is filled with more love and kindness than it's not that bad or it could be worse. Do not minimize anyone's feelings. Everyone is entitled to their feelings. Lastly, refrain from judging them or making the conversation about you. You don't need to jump in with what you would do or how you dealt with something similar yourself. Make the focus, make sure the focus is fully on them. And you might think you're helping by being like, well, I'm very familiar with this situation and this is exactly what I did. No, wait for them to ask you. Wait for them to be like, oh, hey, didn't you go through this? And you can say yes. And then they can ask, then they can ask a follow-up question. Oh, well, would you mind telling me how you got through it? Sure. And then you're allowed, but don't make it about you. Don't be like, oh, I went through the same thing or I know how you're feeling. Like those responses are not necessarily needed, nor are they the best. So next time someone is, you are, someone has an issue that they're going through, they call for your assistance, your call to empathy, remember to not make it about you, refrain from judging and focus on them fully. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me for the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, my name is Sabrina and happy Wednesday. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I really do. And if you did and you know someone else that would, I encourage you to please share it with them and take a look in the uh, description box. You know, it has all the notes for the show. It has where you can find me on Instagram, my website, and an email address with any questions, comments, concerns, or prayer requests. But... Happy Wednesday. I hope you join me for tomorrow's episode of the podcast, but until then, have a good one, and I'll see you next time. Bye.